See about yourself. I'm doing good. Happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday to you too. Awesome. Tell us what we got on the line with us today. Yeah, absolutely. We got, you know what I'm saying? We got Young LA on here with us. Young LA's been a part of the, he's been a part of the swag movement, you know what I'm saying? Swag era way back. If y'all don't know, you know what I'm saying? He had a real, real big song that came out, you know what I'm saying? Him and his brother, Young Dro. So I'm gonna let him do the rest, you know, introduce himself and let him let him tell you where, you know, where he's from and what he's done so far. Oh, what to do, what to do, man. The kid, young guy, love you. I already know futuristic Leland, black boy, white boy, uh, Mr. Ain't I, Mr. Suntrust Leland, Mr. Futuristic Leland, all the above, so many monikers. Um just uh being a pioneer of this generational culture uh, that we see today in the music. Um I mean, I feel like uh, I mean I I I I, I really can never get around it everywhere I go from fans or whatever. It's just like, mm. hey, bro, you know, you're a legend, bro. Like, um, you know, a lot of the things that you started, a lot of the things um, that came in in that era of, you know, that era of music and as far as fashion, trends and stuff like that. Um, it's like we kind of still see some of those small traits, you know what I'm saying, to even right now in this generation. Like, who knew that the culture was going to last this long? Who knew that the movement would be this strong and become almost like if you're not doing that, then it's like, what are you doing now? You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. that's, so uh, just proud just to, you know, be able to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So tell us, what, what have you been up to since? Because um, I know you dropped a couple projects and then, you also were signed to um, Zaytoven's label. So tell us what, what you kind of been doing here then in between. Well, the Zaytoven's situation is fresh. Um, that, that, that situation just came about, I want to say, man, for real, the last 90, 120 days, you know what I'm saying? Okay. As far as that, 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 that situation being solidified. But everybody who's been following my career, like, know that I come from that era. Um, Zay told me, uh, my first mixtape that even got me signed to Grand Hustle um, over there with T.I. and all those guys was uh, a tape that, you know, Zay told me did a lot of production on. So me and him had already, you know, kind of had a bun. You know, he kind of mm -hmm. ushered me into the music game, kind of really, like, birthed me. Um, first professional producer that I worked with, Grammy winning. Grammy a winning producer, you know what I'm saying? Uh he got all the accolades. Uh I mean anybody you listen to does urban music. Uh all of the top artists they probably work with Zaytoven on. Um, so uh he's also a part of this culture too, you know what I'm saying, as far as the sound and the um just his beats. Uh I think a lot of people in the South kind of go to Zay because he have kind of created that kind of sound, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So Shout out to Zaytoven and everything he's doing in the culture and stuff too. So, but um, and I'm just working, bro. Like I, with me, my whole career has I had big records in my career, but my career haven't been on having number one records. Like that's not how I built my career. I built my career by right. just feeding my fan base. You know what I'm saying? Mixtape after mixtape after mixtape at a time. You know what I'm saying? Or project 
project visuals, project visuals, you know, and it's different approaches for different artists. Some artists live on the billboard, you know what I'm saying? You got some artists who don't touch the billboard, but still have strong movements and still are um, able to make their craft very lucrative for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, I um, hang my hat on that. I'm one of them kind of artists. I really pop up to these cities. When I go, I really get in the streets. I really go to the hoods. I really touch the people. Um, I really be outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, for like that's how and 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 like that's how I keep my shit going. You know what I'm saying? And that's the approach I take. And it's a little bit more hard work. You know what I'm saying? Being mm -hmm. independent and taking that kind of grind. But if you love what you do, it's just a passion for me. So I'm having fun doing this shit. It ain't really even like work. You know what I'm saying? So the workload is a little bit heavier, but I enjoy it though. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So I know you just did this drive-in concert here in Atlanta that they just started doing. How was that experience? How was it? Oh, it was crazy. Um, we talking about uh, sold out. We talking about sold out venue. You talking about um, I mean everybody. I mean, and a mama man. And Atlanta was there. Um, it was crazy. Um, it really showed me like I was just talking to my big homie about how strong that era of hip hop and that generation was in Atlanta. Um, the support just even from other artists, um, the support from um, just the peers, you know, everybody popped out. You know, you had Lucci there, you had like 21 Savage, you had uh, T.I. Tiny, you had Tokyo, and you had so many people there uh, who's a part of that entertainment community or the hip hop community. And um, it was a great turnout, sold out show, like I said, uh, it was crazy, and you know, we went crazy. You know, I did what I do, you know what I mean? Not to mention the less, but um, it was dope, though. It was crazy. Awesome, awesome. And then with that platform, too, it's like, I'm glad, you know, because, like, really, they've been having a lot of artists come to Atlanta to do that platform, and I think it's one of the biggest platforms due to, you know, everything going on right now in the community as far as with the COVID and stuff like that. There's so many restrictions on this, that, you know, on certain cities. You can't really do nothing in certain cities. You can't. Uh, just them having that platform for a lot of the uh, southern, southeastern region artists, like bigger artists who's from the south and stuff like that, to be able to go perform still. That's like a dope thing. So shout out to Parking Lot. Awesome, awesome. Well, I had another question before Mickey Monday go. Um, because you born and raised here in Atlanta, what uh -huh. has been a big challenge for you behind the scenes? Um, just everybody knowing. It's like, I mean, the biggest, just everybody know you here in Atlanta. You know, I'm really from here, like born and raised all my life. So I think the biggest challenge is motherfuckers who think they know you feel like they know you, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you ever get like you just been in this place so long, but it's like motherfuckers don't even know LA. They feel like they, you know, they know me, you know what I mean? Or they might have somebody who say, hey, I went to school with LA, you know what I mean? Oh, but we went to middle school together. Or one of your friends might have known me from this side of town from doing this, you know what I mean? So I guess, you know, I guess being in the city that you're actually from and being popping in that city, that's something that you deal with on a daily basis. Like, you really don't know me, bro. You feel me? Saying, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, being where you were almost a decade ago, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. starting off, and you were signing Interscope, and then, you know, you had the, the friction with Interscope, which led you to go independent, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then, you know, having to work with Zay Sovin later on in the earlier in this decade, you per se. 
uh, I mean, later on in this era, as you will, I was gonna right. say, what was some of what was some of the takeaways, some of the things that you've kind of learned, some of the things that made you grow as an artist, and that kind of helped you move forward in your career and keep you on that same trajectory with your with your success. Um, I think I owe it to man. I never went big, so I I, I don't I, I I was able to keep myself tied to the community, and I think with the Interscope situation, when I lost mainstream. It made you have to go back to the streets. It make you got to go back to the people. It make you got to go back and reinvent. It make you got to go see, oh, let me go in this hole in the wild club and see, do the people, do I still got the people this way? Let me see, was it just a blow up or what the major label was doing? Or was they actually fucking with the person, the young LA, you know what I'm saying, as a brand? And um, it just showed me that. And I think um, that kind of helped me because when you able to stay connected and know what's going on, it helps your sound. It helps you be trendy. I, I I done heard so many people get stuck and don't know which way to go in music. Can't make a hook. Don't know how to connect to the people. Can't even, you know what I'm saying? Don't know the relevant slang or what these folks popping and how they popping it. And that's how you stay relevant. You got to stay relevant with the culture. And what I'm saying now is like it just increased my sound. It helped me re-innovate the sound. And um, I mean, if I wouldn't have had to go through it like that or if I wouldn't have took that route, I don't know if my sound would be as edgy as it is now. I don't know if I would be as hungry as I am still right now at this day and time. Would I be even inspired the way I'm still inspired to come up with the next shit? Like, LA, you the trendsetter. What's the next wave? What's the next? You know what I'm saying? And that's how I challenge myself every day in the studio. That's how Zay challenged me. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I wouldn't probably did it no other way. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things that happened even in the beginning with label situations, a lot of shit just, you learn when you're so young, some shit is just out of your control, dog. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, I share one story, the downsizing of Interscope. When Interscope fired, like, it was, a, I think it was like 2009 going into 10, we was like at a recession period coming through and a lot of labels was downsizing. It wasn't even record labels doing it. It was companies all over the world, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So everybody who was working my album, the Futuristic Leland album at Interscope, the, everybody that I had on my project, this was the whole team that had worked Soldier Boys project. And they asked me who I wanted in the meeting. I said, I wanted those people because I felt like my youth, my, 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 my movement, how I came in was a youthful movement also. And I seen all the good things they did with Soldier Boy coming out. I said, I want them same people working my record, but make a long story short, all them people got fired on the downsides, bro. Just look at the crazy how your legs can just get chopped from up under you. Like, that's not, it's nothing to do with Grand Hustle. It had mm -hmm. nothing to do with Young LA. I had the biggest song in the country at this time. Futuristic Love coming out blazing right after Ain't I. Uh, Pre-album sales on Futuristic Leland, almost 100,000, 120, 136,000. At that time, it wasn't really no streaming. So those were strong numbers for me coming out. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. And, um... You know, just like I say, some things you can't control, but you can't, you got to keep re-innovating. You got to know how to stay connected to the culture and you can't cry about nothing. You got to keep going. You got to love what you do and you got to know that that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? And as you grow, as you mature, then you understand those things. I'm loving your energy. I'm loving yeah, it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Ruth. Yes. What's the next, the, the next big move for you? What's the next big thing for a young L.A.? 
I'm into so much right now. We doing this fashion. I've been sending in like my, I've been submitting like my body shots, head shots to do this modeling shit. Cause you know, I'm a fly young guy. You know what I mean? I always been fly. I always been good. Okay, fly young guy, fly young yeah, guy. I always, <laughs> like, I always love the dress. I always been trending. I feel like that's how I came in. And I feel like that's a big part of what my fans know me by. You know what I'm saying? It's fashion. So I don't think it's gonna be like a hard transition. So I've been doing that right now. Along with working with Zay, we've been doing, we just shot the Finesse 2 movie. Um, shout out to Al New, okay. shout out to Zay Tolvin, an independent film, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just like, man, I'm putting my hands in everything. Whatever my energy allowed me to do, it ain't no limitations on it, you know what I mean? Um, we gonna pop it till we can't pop it, man, for real. Okay, well, so congratulations. Like, no, thank you, thank you, thank you, C. Absolutely. So kind of just going back into what we was talking about a little earlier, you know, working with various producers, you know, if you had an opportunity to pick somebody to work with, of course, you know, aside from Zay, who would you, who could you see, um, you know, potentially producing a portion of your album? Cause you got people like young Metro, you know, Metro booming, you got 808 mafia. I know you, you worked with them too before in the past and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, who else? I mean, it's, it's so many, it's so many artists coming out and in, in the A, especially producers that have crazy sounds. So who could you see yourself working with as far as producer wise? I mean, that whole everybody who winning right now is like I work with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, to see what they've gotten to, just to see the growth of just like you say the metros, uh, the growth of the 808s, uh, Sunny Digitals. Just like um, all these great producers, even Koi, you know what I'm saying, who's over there with Lil Baby, like I know him yeah. personally, and I watch where he started from and to see where he's at now. So I'm a fan of everybody, and I would like to work with, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, a lot of producers. If I had to say, it probably, who I want to work with, work with, it probably wouldn't be like a um, producer out of Atlanta. It would be the heat makers for me. If I just okay. had somebody I wanted to work with, a producer I wanted to come in and get on my album, I would work with the heat hit hit makers because I mean, I was a big fan of Dipset, um, big fan of Cameron and just that whole sound. I love their samples. Um, I love like the theatricals and their beats, and I would love mm -hmm. to like work with them. You know what I mean? That just show a different side and different side of my sound on the hip hop level. You feel me? Okay. okay. I could definitely see you doing that too. Working, being on the hit makers. I mean, on yeah. the hit makers, my bad. You can, yeah, I can see you flipping that too. Flipping, you know, getting on there and really making it your own. Yeah, because I can still finesse it with the voice and make my voice an instrument and still put the whole Southern shit on there. Like, it'll be crazy. I had already laid on it. So hopefully we can get that, in, you know what I mean? We can get that going. But now, nah, shout out to them guys and they sound. They definitely got a crazy sound. For sure. Speak it in existence. It's coming for you. Mm, guess what? We going to speak it, girl. We going we gonna, we gonna to speak it. in existence. <laughs> <laughs> So who's some of your musical influences, like people that have influenced you, not even just more recently, but like I'm talking way back, if you can look on some of the foundation of like my aunt. Okay. My aunt. My 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 my, my auntie Joanna. Huh? Her best friend Shorty, they they had a rap group. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um they was like their style was more hip hop, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. Like I grew up watching my auntie them do that. You know what I'm saying? Like my auntie was the first one who even wrote me a rap. Like I recited that rap 
from second grade, probably the fifth grade, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, I mean, my auntie, they from Long Island, New York, you know what I mean? So my auntie, she like a big reggae fan, big reggae head. And that's how, like, you know, I learned about Bougie Bonton and, like, Elephant Man and, like, being all these people young. She used to watch these videotapes of, like, all the Jamaican battles and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, bro, when I was young, I just was a fan of all music. Like, I knew the tape so bad. I knew the Jamaican, like, I knew the words they were saying. And they were real Jamaican artists. That's how much I, you know, just watched the tapes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's when I knew I had had a, a passion for music and I just love music. It wasn't just one genre. It was just like, I loved it, the entertainment and the music. Um, even my Auntie Joe sound, if you hear my sound right now, it was nothing like what her sound was, but she was the first MC that was around me. And you know, I was a big fan. Like my Auntie Joe, she rapping like I was her biggest fan. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what hip hop was planning in me at, for real, for real. Wow. And that was going to be one of my next questions was going to be, what, what do you think is something we need to bring back to the music world? Or what do you think that's missing from the music world? I think right now, the thing missing um, in the urban scene is not as much more creativity and uniqueness with like every artist, you know what I'm saying, as far as their sound and their delivery. Um, I think that's what hip-hop missing, you know what I'm saying? When you used to look at like... Uh, Busta Rhymes and all those guys when they first came out, like um, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Digital, like his whole little count when they came out, he was very different. Like when you like Missy, like they was different. Like you had like Timbaland, Magoo, like all these people like were so unique with their own sound in the same era of music in the same time. And it's like hip hop really thrived off being, having your own sound, having, you know what I'm saying, your own kind of way. I feel like in the urban culture right now, whatever's hot, I feel like a lot of people just mimic it, you know what I'm saying? And so I don't, I just feel like the originality is kind of like not as high as it used to be. I'm not saying with every artist, I'm just saying like once one trend kind of starts in the urban community, everybody kind of rolls on it. And that's what I feel like we're missing for real, for real. Gotcha. Gotcha. True that, true that. So, so y'all agree? Oh, I do. most definitely. I do yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> as, as, as far as hip hop, but I really want to see the R&B world come back too. Well, we missing a lot of that. Yeah, we are missing it, and we are we are missing it too. We are missing it, and R&B is great music. And I mean, it's not the, the, to write R&B and to come up with R&B is not as easy as you think. It's a it, it's a challenging genre. You feel me? So. But I feel like it's a genre that's needed. You know what I mean? I'm an R&B fan. I like people who can go in and write concepts or fucking bring a record. Because, like, I done had a chance to write certain, like, kind of R&B records. And I write it. And then you give it to a talent who can really bring life to the words. You know what I'm saying? That shit be so amazing. It's like a whole different, like, that's crazy that the talent in that lane can be so high like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that big time. Yeah, so... Yeah, I was I was gonna say one of the things that I wish, you know, would happen more frequently, is uh, especially since there are so many independent artists now, and you know, streaming is taking over where you don't necessarily need a, a major label behind you to back you. Um, I wish a lot of people would take more risks and do more experiments, and you know, experiment with music more instead of just doing what's safe. Because I feel like a lot of a lot of artists nowadays are doing that. They just they're doing what's safe because it's the quickest way for them to get a return back on their investments and to make, you know, and to make quick money. But now you're noticing in this day and age, especially with the virus, 
people aren't able to go on tour. So you really have to, you know what I'm saying? This is a moment where you really have to capture your audience and, and make them continue to pay attention to you because, you know, they're not able to leave or they're not able to go in and see you in person and experience things how they used to. So it's, it's definitely a game changer, but that's one of the things I wish people would do more often. Right, right. Nah, definitely, definitely. I mean, um, like you say, with the COVID right now and people not being able to travel right now, you know, uh, streaming is at an all-time high, not only for just music, but for visual content and um, things like that. So I just feel like in these times, like you say, you, you should experiment more or try some different shit because um, this is the time to be creative. Like, you know what I'm right. saying? You got to be creating this lane. You, you know, you, you can't let yourself be limited you know what i mean you got to use your mind in these times and i think that a lot of people have during this time have done it um i've seen a lot of people who become some hustling motherfuckers dog you know what i mean and when i I'm yeah. talking about, hey man hey i'm talking about motherfuckers who i ain't think had a hustle bone in them boy i was like oh, okay. i owe you one kid i owe you one on that now nah, for real like i mean i feel like this situation you know like you say um taking risks, not doing everything that's safe. And, 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 and I think that's how you become the one to set the trend, you know what I'm saying? And that's what trend's about. You gotta take risks, you gotta do shit that's not safe. Everybody ain't gonna agree with it when they first see it, but you stay down with it over a period of time and they'll understand, you feel me? Exactly. Yeah, I got it But Young LA, I wanna know a little bit about you. I'm gonna ask you one simple question. Tell us something about yourself that people don't know. It could be something that you do or that people don't know. You can paint, do poetry. What is something that people don't know about you? The back, you know, the behind the scenes. Um, I'm athletic. Like, I like sports. Shit, I can goddamn probably beat the average person in basketball. Um, no cap. Probably, uh, yeah. Um, that I mean, I'm like a sports junkie, not only because I played sports in middle school. You feel me? I played football and I played basketball. I started in middle school, both sports, you know what I mean? So I want no slouch, you know what I mean? So Okay. Anybody wanna, you know what I mean, shoot some jumpers or something, you know what I mean? Thank you, game, and you wanna take it lightly. You know, I can Well, you take know, it. back in my tomboy days, you know, I was like good in basketball, so <laughs> <laughs> you better work it, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. But go ahead, Mickey Birthday. That's all good. So I was going to ask you, because we was on a topic about, you know, the quarantine and how things have changed. So right. in, in that in that same motion, what what's something that you picked up, like a new hobby or skill, you know, since this whole pandemic has started? Because I know a lot of people have had time on their hands to pick up new things and new interests. So what's something that, that you've been able to discover about yourself or a hobby or something that? Man, um, I can't even lie, bro. I done started writing these movie scripts. And, like, it was kind of crazy because, like, for probably about, I want to say over the last three and a half years, my buddy always hinted like, bro, you need to start just, just you know, just start playing with some scripts. But I always, my whole question would be like, I mean, my whole response would be like, bro, I don't know how to write a movie. I'm an artist. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know how to put it. Like, right. how the hell would I write, write a script? Like, but I always told myself, like, and that's what go back to what CeCe said, you got to just do shit. You feel me? You don't even know you be having it. Like, and so it's just like one day, bro, I just started writing this movie um, with this script called Locked In. And bro, when it, I just started writing and it just started like amazing me, bro. So I guess like with me being able to sit in the house and have time not to be traveling and moving around like that, I've been able to tap into that vein and it's something I could do. Like, I, I like, I blew myself away. So shout out to the pandemic. 
creating new hustles and all that shit. And you can, okay. you know what everybody doing YouTube series and stuff? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, nah, no cut. I mean, just to know how to, you know, the art. I mean, if your mind can able to put stuff together, position it and stuff like that, everything is a craft and everything is an art. So it's way different than writing a rhyme. You know what I'm saying? It definitely mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And the crazy part about that is a lot of people go to school for that. You know what I'm saying? So the simple fact that you've been able to pick that up and just run with it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty. Yeah, and so I've been tapping in on it. I've been trying to stay in that vein, bro, because it's like a, it's like amazing. So I've been trying to like just stay right there, just see what comes out, you know. Mm, for sure. And so another thing I was doing during the pandemic, we were doing like live recording sessions, and um, they were like uh, social distancing live recording session where it'd just be me, the artist I'm working with, and the engineer independent artists all independent artists while we'll go like live from my page as we built the song as we you know went through the process of recording mm -hmm. the record and um i started doing it in the southeastern region and it just started picking up like i mean it started picking up crazy i know we did like columbia south carolina um we went to augusta georgia i did uh, pittsburgh pennsylvania little rock arkansas but we hit a, di a couple of different regions with it and um that's something that I've been doing through the pandemic and it's, it's just been working for me. It's like I found the niche in it, so. Okay. Well, that's always a good thing. You know, finding yep. your passion. Yep, it's all good. We working, man. Every day is a work process. You got to work at it or you don't get to it, you know, so. Yeah. Definitely. And even at that, I was going to say, even at that, when you, you know, start shooting music videos, you can, you know, get behind the scenes and, you know. Definitely. Yes, yeah, sir. Directing stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm without it, but now nah, it's definitely uh, like I say, man. Shout out to the pandemic, birthing new talent. All right. All right, y'all, LA. I'm looking forward to seeing it now. Oh. We working. I promise. Like, man, we so focused right now, man. It's like, man, you know, you got to lock down at this time, man. It's it's crazy right now, man. We got to be creative. We got to try to just keep creating and being as best as we can right now. Definitely. There's no time for downtime. I got you. I'm on it. But Mickey Monday, you have any other questions before we go into trivia? I know our time is. Yeah. Um, yeah, really quick. Just kind of give us, or not us, but give the viewers some advice. Um, you know, just some advice on coming into the game. You know, what what's something that, you, like I said earlier, what you've learned throughout your experience, but you know, give some good sound advice to some newcomers, people who who are looking up to you and, you know, want to become a musician, a rapper, producer, whatever. What what would you have to say to them? Um, in this game, like um, you can wanna do it, you can wanna become, like I wanna be right, I wanna, but do you love this shit? That's the question before you come and do anything. This is what you gotta ask yourself. Are you willing to marry this shit? Do you love this shit? Because that's what's gonna take you to even get to a point that where I've gotten. Cause if I didn't have a love and passion, like through all the turmoil, through the tribulations, the highs, the lows, the mids, whatever it is, when you love something and you got a passion for something, like you will love it and you will keep doing it um, in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of whatever embarrassment, in the midst of just whatever it may be, anything that you may be experienced that might, that, that may be a con. And so that's what I, I, I just say, hey, you gotta just love it. Cause that's what it's gonna take. You know what I'm saying? You can wanna do it, but if you ain't really got love in it, when stuff start to kind of get hard, and when you start to go, to, you might, you know, back away from it, or you might let it go, or you might shy away from it. 
But once you love something, you got a real passion for it, you're going to stay with it. That's why you see NFL players get hurt, bust their body up. Like, what the fuck? How does this nigga come back two goddamn three weeks? It ain't that is these they, they love playing football. So you got you to gotta love what you're doing. And that's all I can say. The passion going to drive you through all the up, I mean, through all the down points, through whatever you have to experience or whatever life lessons it is. Passion going to drive you through all that. There you go. Young LA done gave y'all some motivational words. Yeah, that was right. well Mm-hmm. Well, Young LA, we got two trivia questions for you. Okay. Mine is kind of like a two-part today. So mine is what was your dream? Um, what was your dream job slash career as a kid? Dream job slash career as a yeah, kid. Yeah, what did you want to be when you was a kid? Uh, uh, I think for me, it was, uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I want to play sports, you know what I mean? I thought I was like a dog, like for real, for real. My uncle played uh, football. He went like semi-pro. Like I just was supposed to be a dog, you feel me? So that was like for childhood, like going to practice in the backyard, throwing the ball to myself, running up under it, catching it, you know what I'm saying? Like that's one of the things I probably said I will see myself doing. Okay. Okay, so the second question to that is, if you was in the NFL and you wasn't doing the music industry, what do you think you would probably be even, right now? Uh, uh, probably even a coach or something. I don't know if I would have been a player. Maybe I would have been a coach or some shit. <laughs> but you said if, if I wasn't in it, if I was in the NFL, like what would I be doing? Yeah, if it wasn't music industry or the NFL, you say you'll be a coach. So you already answered it, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Mickey Monday. And then, yeah, and then my my trivia question is, um, what's the craziest thing that's on your bucket list that you want to knock off? Oh, uh, well, I see my buddy. I wanna, uh, I wanna do the, I wanna go out the plane. I'm trying to get myself like my buddy. He do a lot of crazy, like skinny Lenny. He do everything, and I just seen him. So, what is it when you had a person with you and you jump out? And pull your parachute, but you like jump out the plane. That's like skydiving. Man, yeah. he did it, bro. He did it, bro. And I'm like, how everybody use their phones when they face their fears and do everything in life? Well, you find a way to pull their phone out. Like, like <laughs> you know, he just coming through the L, goddamn. All you yeah. see, I'm like, man, now hold on. I ain't thinking about no phone at that point. If I'm coming right. out that plane at that point, I ain't trying to video nothing. I'm trying to focus and make sure I pull the damn parachute. You feel me? Right, yeah, right. but you know they have like another person up there that kind of video it or they have it connected so that you can get that, um, you know. The footage? Yeah. yeah definitely. Okay. Okay. Because even when we was doing zip lining and stuff like that, they had another person up there that was taking pictures so we could be able to get that um, side of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like just some of my bucket list that I want to do, you know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I'm building myself up, man. I'm, I'm trying to get the I got you. I'll push you if you want me to. I'm down on it. That push right there, girl. You a star at some of that push. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it'd be out the wall. I'd be like, hey, you ready? And then you'd be like, we're ready for what? And next thing you, you know, you'd be flying. Like, hey. <laughs> you a star at some of that. I was going to say, that's when the adrenaline kicking right there. Yes, sir. Boy, it's the only popping right now, boy. I mean, but it'll be over with by the time you got mad at me. By the time you done got to the ground, you would have been forgot the whole thing that I done pushed you. 
Oh, and then huh. you would have gave me a hug and said, thank you, Cece, for um, making me face my fears. You know? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> That push would have started some girl. <laughs> yeah, it's going down. It's going down like jump. Yes, sir. But, uh, but yeah, LA, tell everybody where they can follow you at. Uh everybody can follow my social media handles at uh at young LA underscore. And that was my social media handles for like all my handles is at Y-U-N-G-L-A underscore. Y'all follow me. Um new project on the way. New single release October 9th uh, for Out of Motion. Visual coming soon. Um, I got like three or four projects out. I got the Zaytan, uh, the Zone Connect project out. I got Black Boy White Boy 2030 out. Um, I told you out right now. Suntrust Leland on the way. So we working, working, um, working like a fool. So y'all tap in and fuck with me. It's the kid. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Well, I want to say thank you for doing this interview with us. Um, congratulations on everything you're doing. I love your energy. I love your grind. Keep it up. Um, I can't wait to have you in the magazine. So tell hey, Tony, get on it. <laughs> hey, yeah, tell him, get on on it, man. Let's go on and make that happen. I thank you guys for taking the time out y'all day and we was able to sync up and, you know, pop our shit together. Yes. Go That's ahead, Mickey man. <laughs> oh, man. Yet again, thank you for being a part of this experience. Young LA, you know what I'm saying? You definitely a trendsetter, you know, a legend in the game. So I look up to you, man. And you we definitely gonna have you on here again. So when you drop that album, yes, sir. It's gonna be 21, time for us. 21, 21 is gonna be a heat maker, you know what I mean? The album coming 21. Um, we've been working crazy all 2020, even through the pandemic. Um, we're gonna continue to stay consistent, feed the fan base, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we're gonna do. Absolutely. Well, be blessed. Have a happy Tuesday. Well, blessing to you too. Y'all stay up. Thanks. Thanks, man. You too. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. Okay, see. See you. One, two, three.